Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Inland Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And welcome back to this edition of Minority Money with some updates and some changes to how we are doing the show. Today, we're going to start out with a simple question. What should I do with my retirement account? And it's going to be very, very simple. What do I do with my retirement account? And the reason why I'm saying this is because the reason why we're having this episode is because I get questions about this very often around the beginning of the year with people that are trying to start with their retirement accounts, maybe make changes to the retirement accounts they have, or, you know, just wanted to increase the amounts or want to know how much they should be putting away. So if you find yourself in any one of those situations where you're asking questions about your retirement account, you know, and when I say retirement accounts, we're talking about whether it's a 401k, 403b, 401a, a 457, simple IRA, whatever you have, whatever type of company retirement plan that you may have. One thing that I always like to share with people when we talk about company retirements is when we're looking at the letters or the numbers like the 401k or 403b or 457, all those are, just to kind of ease your mind on those, all they are are different IRS tax codes. And when you look through the IRS tax code, which most people don't, I mean, I've seen pieces of it, but when you look through the tax code, Section 401k talks about company retirements for 401k. Section 403b talks about retirement for government employees or people that work for public service employees. So they have these different types of codes, and that's all they are. So every one of them has different, not all of them have different limits, but let's talk a little bit about the limits first for this year, for 2023. And then after we talk about the limits, let's talk about contribution amounts that would make sense correlating with your age. And this is just kind of a blanket thing, just kind of a rule of thumb, which I don't really like to use rule of thumbs because things can, they don't always work just as a guide for people when they are doing their investing. So first things first, let's talk about the annual contribution limit for 2023 for your employee contribution limits. So that's going to be your 401k, 403b, 457. For 2023, that's going to be $22,500 limit. So let's put it in perspective. If you're working somewhere and you make $100,000 of income, if you're trying to put the entire 22.5 away, then you should be putting away 22.5% of your income. And that's an easy number to get, right? If we want to get the full amount and we're working at a place and the 401k match, our 401k allows you to put in that 200 or $22,500. So it's easy to know that if you make $100,000, then you need to be putting in 22%. Now, if you've never done anything in your account, then we'll talk about how you can start with that. So the annual cash up for employees over 50 is going to be an extra $75,000 that you get to put into the account on top of that. If you have an IRA, the IRA contribution limits have been increased to $6,500 this year from $6,000 last year. You also still get that $1,000 catch up provision if you are over the age of 50. So wanted to make sure that you guys knew that. And if you have a simple plan, if you have a simple retirement plan, it's a simple IRA, that amount has gone up from 14,000 to 15,500. And we'll put all this in the show notes so you know 
exactly what you can put away. But as you're planning this, if you're sitting there and you're finding yourself as an employee, and then this is the question, how much money do I need to contribute to my retirement account? Now, if you've done nothing up until this point, and you find yourself sitting there, and this is the first time that you're going to make those retirement contributions, maybe you're a new employee, maybe, you know, you just started in a new job, or what have you. If you're going in, and all I always try to say is, how much money can you actually live on from your check? Right? And so there's a lot of things that happen when you take money, when you increase your contributions from your retirement account, you have to remember that these are pre tax contributions. So before any taxes ever come out of your account, the first thing that's going to come out is going to be the amount that you're saving. A lot of people, I just kind of give them a rule of thumb. If you haven't done anything before, go to wherever your company matches. Some companies will match 3%. Some companies match up to 6%. When they match that amount, sometimes they have an element of your retirement account where if you want to get the 3%, you have to at least put in 3% of your income. We'll use that same $100,000 analogy or $100,000 example. If you're sitting there, you're working at your employer, and you're thinking about how much money I want to put away. And if you do the 3%, right, that's 3% for you of 100,000, that's $3,000. If the company is going to do a match, that means you're going to be putting $6,000 away a year of your income, right? So that's 6% there, three from you, three from your employer. You can see how important it is to make sure you get that negotiated part of your compensation. And I don't say free money because I don't like the term free money. You're working for this money and they are giving it to you as a part of your employee benefits. So if you've missed out on that, please, this year, do not do that again. Make sure that you get into your company plan at least to make sure that you get the match. And that's where I'd start at. If you haven't done anything and you're worried about how that's going to impact your monthly cash flow, then I would say at least do whatever the company does up into the match, right? So that can be three, four, five, six percent. Typically, they stop matching at six percent. So now you know if you are making that same hundred thousand dollars and you're doing that money into your monthly 401k or whatever retirement number you have, retirement accounts you have, then you know that when you're going to be putting in about five hundred dollars a month pre-tax. So there's going to be a little adjustment. So that really probably depends on how what your exemptions are and all that stuff. So I won't get into the details, but roughly it's about five hundred dollars a month that you're taking out of your check to put away. And then you know that that $500 is going to be matched by your organization. So that is up to $6,000 that you can have when you're making that $100,000 income for your retirement account. It's very important for you to understand that. And I love to bring that up to people. So if you don't have a company match, because sometimes companies do not match and they'll have a retirement account, I still think this is somewhere where you can make contributions or you should make contributions. A lot of times people don't like to make contributions because they say that, well, if I'm not going to receive the tax break up front, then I'm not going to receive the match, then I don't want to do it. And what I say is no one's ever complained to me about making them save money or about saying that saving money is a good idea or encouraging them to participate in their employer-sponsored retirement account. So what I would say to that is if you do it directly, you're still going to get that definite tax break right there. Back to that $100,000 number. If you do that, you put 5% into your account, that's going to take your annual income down 5% already just straight off top without even thinking about it. And you're going to be able to put that money in savings. Now, does that mean that you shouldn't do something in addition to that? No, that absolutely does not mean that. It means that you are taking advantage of the employer pre-tax withdrawal that comes out of your account. And I think that's something that you definitely would want to take care of. So if you're starting, you know, 
there's always the rules. If you're in your 20s, it's good. You know, it's about five to 10% is where you want to start. If you're in your 20s, you can start with five and get away with it and be great. If you're in your 30s, usually the number goes up to 10. If you're in your 40s, it can be 10 to 15% of your income that you're looking to save. Now, that same $100,000 example, if you're doing 15% of your income, right, then you are going to be putting away about $15,000. Still, you have not hit the limit, which is twenty-two-five for the year, but that's a good amount to put away. So all I'm saying is when you're thinking about making changes to your contributions, they have features sometimes with your employer where you can annually increase the amount that you put into your retirement account. Every year it can go up by 1%. Reason why I love when people do this is because you don't even have to do anything for the increase to happen. Typically you might get an increase from work, whether it's a cost of living increase or whatnot. And you can also forego those increases and just make those increases into your retirement account so that when it's time to retire, you have money to do that. Now, what happens when you leave an employer? A lot of people, you know, you might be working somewhere and then I left my old employer and what happens to those old funds when you leave? So you might have, you know, let's say you worked at a place for five years, you had your 401k, you saved like $50,000 and now you leave and it's like, what do I do now? So you have a few options with your rollovers because that's what it's called. It's called a rollover. So option, I'm not going to put them in any particular order, but one of your options is you can take that money and roll it over into your new employer's retirement plan if they have one. So that's a simple fix. You can go back to your employer, you can roll it into the new employee plan, and then you can pick your investments and keep it running. The other thing you can do is you can cash it out. Now, wouldn't recommend that you cash it out. There's going to be some tax implications if you do that. But you know, everyone has their own financial situations and I don't know yours specifically. So if that's something that you have to do, just know that if you leave a job, that is an option that's available for you. You can also enroll it into an IRA. Now, if you roll it into an IRA, this is one of my, you know, options that I tell people about. And the reason being is because it gives you a little more control. When you're into a company retirement account, they can only give you so many investment options to choose from because it's just the, one of the rules of putting together a plan. You don't want to give people too many options. So you give them just enough options to make sure that they can invest their money accordingly to their risk that they have. And so that is something that I think about when we're talking about, you know, going into the 401ks and how you can take care of or take advantage of a rollover. So when you have a rollover, then when you put it into an IRA, which I always get questions on this. And so I'll talk about it a little bit. All an IRA is, it's an individual retirement account. So when you leave from an employer and you're doing a rollover to start your own retirement account, that's where you would put it into an individual retirement account, which is also an IRA. So once you have that IRA, now you can direct the investments inside of that IRA however you like. Now, one thing you can do is you can hire a professional like myself to help you navigate those different nuances or different investments options that you have available for yourself. Or you can also do a self-directed IRA where you do the investments yourself. Love the IRA option because as most people know, gone are the days or it's not as popular or not as common as it used to be when someone would work 30 years at one firm or one place. Now it's very common for you to have, you know, multiple places that you've worked at. And along that time, you will have multiple retirement accounts that you have. One good way to keep them all together is to open up an IRA. And every time you move from a company, just put that money into that IRA so that you can easily manage that or with the help of a professional. You can manage yourself or manage it with the help of a professional. Now, one thing I wanted to touch on, because there's people that are starting out, there's people that are in the middle of, you know, maybe you have a couple of IRAs already. And then there's some people that are, you know, later on in their retirement planning, right? You're working at your employer. 
starting to look at that place of retirement. Like maybe I'm going to retire in a few years and I need to have some control over my money. What I tell people about that is in your plan document for your retirement plan, you're going to have something called an in-service withdrawal. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is as last year happened, we seen, you know, a lot of volatility in the market. A lot of people talking about their retirement plan accounts and worried about the investments that they had, not really sure if what they were, you know, how they were feeling about everything that was going on and wanted to make some changes. Well, let me tell you this. If your company allows you to do an in-service withdrawal, you can withdraw funds from your retirement account at your company, put them into an IRA and not have to pay taxes on that money because you are transferring it from one account to another account that's also tax deferred. Now, the reason why the government allows you to do this is because they understand that you are getting close to retirement and now they're going to allow you to take this money out to invest it accordingly. And the reason why I say accordingly is because as you're getting closer to retirement, you probably want to take a little bit of the risk away. Now, you can do this inside of the company plan that you have. You can dial back the risk that you have at your company. However, if you do it in an in-service withdrawal, you can put it into investments that have absolutely nothing to do with your 401k plan and give you more options to be able to invest the way that you see fit going forward. And I always throw that option out there to people because a lot of people do not realize that they have that. So if the in-service withdrawal works at 59 and a half, you can still be working for your firm. And if you need to pull money out of your retirement account to put into another retirement account to have more control, those options are available for you. So in recap, I want to just say this. If you were trying to put together something for, put together percentages for the amount of money that you want to put into your account. If you're in your 20s, you can go with five. If you're in your 30s, and I'd say go 10%. If you're in your 40s and you can get up to 10 to 15% of your income into your retirement account, those are all good numbers. Those are rules of thumb. So they don't always apply to everyone, but it does at least give you some type of baseline for where you should be at and how much money you should be saving. Hope you enjoyed this episode about retirement planning, how much you can contribute to your retirement plans. And if you have any other questions for me, please reach out to us at minoritymoneypodcast.com. You can go to the website. You can check out there. You can also go to gennextwealth.com. That's the firm that I work at. And we can set up some time to discuss anything that's specific to you. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. Until next time, another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or a CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.